0: Good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, April twentieth, twenty twenty three, and this is episode three hundred and seventy nine of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's Happy Holidays for some of you folks out there. Puff, puff, pass. Good morning. It's four twenty. Pip and I I's in here skunking up my uh, chat already this morning. Uh, old Kyle says he only smokes in day on days that end in Y. And poor James, poor James, hitting that clutch and shifting gears. And the man, the man wants to keep him down. Man, the man wants to keep James down. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, James, Kyle, Robin, and Ryan. How you doing in the chat already? Sorry about the earthquake. Norman decided to plop down next to me and start itching his head. Yeah, I don't know why he's got to try to lay underneath my chair. He loves me. That's what Corey keeps telling me. He loves me. Ah, uh, Mike, the Philippine Nomad. How's it going, Mike? Yeah, Mike V. Good morning. Good morning, Mike V. Uh, what's in everybody's cup this morning? I got um, uh, the end of that uh, FTO Blonde Espresso. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It is uh, almost gone, though. It's it's almost the exciting, most exciting day of, uh, I guess. It would be about the week or just over a week. Over a week. Um, I uh I think I go through about a pound-ish a week. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I don't know. It depends on the week how many extra pots I have. But uh that day that I open the new bag and try a new blend and uh and get that fresh immediately. So when Brian Rose he roasts. Uh, he roasts while he roasts the coffee. A but when he roasts the coffee, uh, it is literally in the bag and sealed out of the out of the roaster. And so when I pop it open and grind that first one in my hand grinder, and I smell that, uh, smell those beans, it's just it's fantastic. the The first day I cut it open, I usually just stop for a second and take a big old whiff out of. Uh, out of the bag for sure. For sure. AK Bonk, good morning. Thanks for stopping in. Uh Backwoods is drinking Folgers. Uh Josh will work on you. Um, there's no way your boyfriend will let you drink Folgers. There's no way. There's no way. He's got his own he's got his own coffee roasts and blends. I mean, you you really think he's gonna let you uh let you uh drink Folgers? Uh <laughs> Mike V says, he's got heavy whipping cream with a picture of a sprinkle of coffee shown to it. <laughs> uh, Gingerbread says, Kyle kiss and we're going to attack him. <laughs> and Corey, Corey chimed in this morning over here next to me and said, how many boyfriends does Josh have? <laughs> She says she almost made bedtime tea this morning instead of instead of her morning tea. That would have been an interesting thing about um, you know, about seven o'clock when I wrapped up with my show and she got her laptop and she's just nodding off like this. <laughs> I'd have been like, what's going on? I'd look over at the counter and be like, she took the wrong stuff. <laughs> and Josh, there it is. Renegade butcher confirms your suspicion. He is a man whore. <laughs> oh boy oh boy hope everybody's having having a good day today um 420 it is what it is guys uh, if you know you know if you don't you don't and if you know what it is but you don't partake i'm sorry sometimes sometimes you can't like james or depend on in, depending on where uh where you're located in the country you might have uh issues with the man so yeah there's that Uh, Let's get through this perfect cup of the perfect cup question of the day and then uh, on to our uh, history segment by Pip and we will uh, we'll get rolling. I got some other topics to talk about today. had a big old shit moment yesterday. Um, Been noticing some um, some patterns here in Tennessee that I want to talk about, too. So anyway, let's get through that question and uh, we'll talk about other things soon. All right, everybody, it's time for the 59th edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lotschat, t.me slash lotschat. I ask question every day, and then we grab, grab the answers from social media. I think about it myself, and I put it out on the show the next morning, and we get a little live uh, – we get some live interaction in the comments too – so let your opinion be heard. Find me on social media or definitely get in that telegram group at t.me slash lots chat and look for the question, the perfect, cu- perfect cup question of the day. And I called a little audible. The question was, um, A, it wasn't very good when I looked at it. And B, I uh, thought I wanted to do something um, in regards to the legality of things since we have today the... Um, They have a uh, it has a special connotation. So the perfect cup question today was, should there be a quote unquote legal age that someone is allowed to consume cannabis, alcohol, tobacco and or other controlled substances? And if there is, who decides what that age is? (laughs) Should there be a legal age that someone is allowed to consume cannabis, alcohol, tobacco, and or other controlled substances and if there is who decides now i'm not lumping those all in together those were just multiple examples because i don't necessarily know if there should be an age and if there should be an age should it be the same age i don't know i don't know unfortunately it's not my call to make so i was curious what you thought and i asked the question got a few answers back Kind of got buried in the Telegram chat and I was uh, I was out running around yesterday and didn't get it to uh, most of the socials. So might be a little short segment today, but let's see what everybody answered. And maybe it'll spur a little discussion here on the spot. Josh replied, that would imply that I accept that the state or other enforcement authority is valid in enforcing a collective and moral idea. And I think I, I think I totally missed the first part of his answer over in the chat because I remember that it was a lot more in depth than that. But basically Josh was saying that, um, no, no, there shouldn't be a legal age. Um, I posed a question back to him of who, who makes the judgment. Um, he was really, um, he kind of laid it back onto the parents of the children or the guardians of the children to decide when the child is uh, responsible enough to handle that or educate them enough to handle that. And I, uh, I posed the question back to him. um, Well, what if the parent, like, what if the parents aren't responsible enough to make that decision? Or are you according to the NAP, the non-aggression principle required or not, if you see someone being harmed and especially someone that can't defend themselves as in a minor that, uh, a minor in this, um, in this context, uh, someone not, not responsible enough to make a decision for themselves being allowed to do something that they probably shouldn't, um, that's harming them. I would think that they're, uh, incapable of helping themselves regardless of age. Um, are do you have a, a responsibility to intervene i don't know i sent i shot that back to him i shot that back to him so um, randy randy chimed in and said parents should have the say some still do but most of whom i know just allow alcohol mainly beer um yeah that was a thing like when i was growing up and i think this gets to more the crux of the um, of why we have a blanket age in this country. Uh, I just recently, you know, recently in the last few months, I uh, realized that you have to be 21 years old in this country to buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, 21 years old. So they'll give you a missile at 16, one that you control yourself, They'll give you a missile and an M16 or whatever weapon they're using now at 18 and let you go kill people, teach you how to do it, and then tell you to go do it. But you can't buy a cigarette until you're 21. Now, I always thought that was convoluted when it was beer and the army the army beer analogy was always a, or alcohol, I guess, in general, was always a, a, a conundrum to me. But at least at least they let those boys smoke when they went into the army. Um, now it's 21. I, I just the insanity of the need to dictate to people blows my mind. Uh, James says I'm 46 and, uh, can't do any of that. So age doesn't matter when the state regulates your industry. Uh, yeah, James driving that truck. They don't like you, uh, like you doing that, but God forbid you, uh, you had a vacation and, uh, you consumed some cannabis on a Sunday and, uh, it had to go to work the next Monday. I know you're, you smoke some really good shit, James, but I think you're going to be good by Monday. And Kyle weighed in and agreed that uh, it's up to the parents that he doesn't drink anymore, but he consumes um, he consumes cannabis daily, but he doesn't want his children doing it until they're old enough to re re understand the responsibility of what it comes with. And that's what it is. And I think, I think if you have, if you have a solid grasp on your children, on raising them and talking to them and communicating with them, you just. You do that. You communicate with them. You say, this is what it is. This is what it does. This is the, the things you need to be wary of. These are the benefits that it could have. And and know that they're going to do it. <laughs> that is the other thing. And not every kid. I mean, we're making blanket statements here that just aren't fair. But um, it's, it's a... <coughs> It's a um, you're being naive to think that if your kid wants to smoke pot or your kid wants to try a beer or your kid wants to drink some booze or your kid wants to smoke some meth or whatever, that they're not going to go do it or try it. And if it isn't, if you if you hover over them for every minute of the day until they leave for college, when you jam them in college, because that's the other thing that society says you need to do for them. Guess what they're going to do there when you're not watching them or when they finally leave home at 28 and, and crawl out of the basement and go, then they have no idea what they're doing. They've had no experiences. They've had no safety net experiences. When a kid smokes some dope when he's in high school, as long as he isn't driving around well, driving and uh, driving and marijuana, man, all that does is cause uh, slowdowns on the interstate, but If, if a kid can experiment comfortably and know his parents are, isn't trying to hide and isn't trying to get away with it, there is a much safer environment for the experimentation to happen. Smoking a joint isn't going to kill your kid. It isn't going to make him hooked. It, well, it might open his mind and make him want to smoke some more, but you're not going to be addicted. It's okay, I'm not saying go smoke a dube with your kid. I mean, do it if you want to smoke them if you got them, especially today. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Rant over. Rant over. Uh, K-Bong throws in the, hey, perfect cup update. Bitcoin is at 28.8K. And that, I say that's on sale. Um Mike, the Philippine nomad in the comments here says no need for government intervention. Maybe the intermediate, the immediate family or community tribe, when they start to to drive, they should be able to consume some mind altering substances. So uh, responsible enough to drive, responsible enough to fly. (laughs) Uh, K-Bong says one size does not fit all. Correct. Correct. Um, Oh, my God, Kyle. Oh, my God. Backwood Butcher says, to put it into perspective, I let my four-year-old daughter help me cook and use semi-sharp knives to cut veggies. What? If I didn't think she understood the responsibilities of it, she wouldn't use it. Attaboy, man. Get that girl cooking for sure. Um, uh, Kids can change their gender at eight, but not burn a plant. Yes. Maybe if they burn the plant before they change their gender, they would realize that changing their gender is absolutely moronic. Um, Pip and I says, if a younger-ish dude is asking you to grab him a 12-pack while standing outside a grocery store, do you buy them the brew? Oh, the moral question i don't know i'll tell you that there were plenty of guys that bought them for me <laughs> oh backwards says backwards says sorry i can't answer that on youtube um gingerbread says the military follows the laws of the country you're in so maybe uh you can smoke at 18 overseas yeah 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 that's daddy's medicine oh what a great morning what a great morning <laughs> josh josh says i learned on my own i had to teach myself <laughs> oh let's see robin Hostein says however the state is interfering with the parent child relationship in the schools teachers uh, in the schools teachers and counselors are keeping secrets from the parents getting medical care for oops, for the kids without telling the parents yeah that's yeah mm. Uh, that's a long road to go down and not, um, not, uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, that conversation. K honk, uh, cave realized where I grew up. we made connection. He says in bath, I bet that was not no problem. You, 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 you uh, yeah. When you grow up in a town with uh, seven churches and 14 bars with 8,000 people, kitten booze is not the problem. And Mike V. Mike V for the win. No alcohol, no alcohol is no alcohol is poison. Just give him a spliff instead. Start him on the road early. Start him on the road early. All right, guys. That's been another episode of the perfect cup for 420. We we're talking legalization and the state. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out the perfect shop where you can find all your premium air roasted coffee. Um different blends uh you hit that purchase coffee it takes you to my portal over on my roasters website look at it look at our blends look at uh the renegade butcher's got some coffee over there brian makes a a wonderful assortment of coffee on his own and now you get five percent off type in coupon code lots five l-o-t-s five LOTS5 at foodforestfarms.com to get 5% off anything on the site, not just coffee. Anything you put in that cart, you get 5% off. Check it out today. And now back to the full show. Ho ho ho. Yeah, Mike, that was a quality quality comment there, Mike. Um Oh, Robin, just no. No. Homeschool them then. Robin says, I can teach my kids not to smoke, but the school might teach them it's okay. Stop. Just stop. Have a little control over your kids. Every single person that tells me that they can teach their kids something and the school is going to teach them something else. Teach your kid a little better then. Make your kid understand that listen to me, not to school. I'm sorry I have to send you there. I wish I could teach you at home, but for some reason I can't figure it out. So don't take their word for it. Check with me. Stop with the the school's going to teach my kids stuff I don't want them to know. The world is going to teach your kids shit they don't want you don't want them to know. Get over it. Deal with it. Ah. Uh, sorry guys tired old argument my mom's a teacher my sister was a teacher i've been around schools my whole life it hasn't changed people are all up in arms that people are teaching their kids things they shouldn't it's not new it's not new it's just the the um the argument de jour from the from the right tranny's in the schools Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, anyway, let's uh, (laughs) I I might have to have some of my medicine. (laughs) Let's get to that history segment that Ryan puts together for us every day. I am very, very grateful for Ryan to put this together. Uh, So hey, here we go. Here we go. Happy, happy Friday Eve humans and happy 420. Here is your happy daily bowl of wiki nugs. I loved his. Uh, I loved his email intro, so I left it in there. I left it in for sure. On this day in 1836, U.S. Congress passes an act the Wisconsin Territory, creating the Wisconsin Territory. The territory of Wisconsin was an organized and incorporated territory of the United States that existed from 1836 to 1848, when the eastern portion of the territory was m- admitted to the Union as the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, that made me think of some stuff. I threw it in my uh, I threw it in my notes to discuss later maybe if there's time. In 1902, some pretty important people did some pretty important things on this day. Pierre and Marie Curie, Curie, Curie. I don't know, it depends on where you're located how you say it, but you know, that really smart chick and her really smart husband, uh yeah, they refined radium chloride. She was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, the first person to win a Nobel Prize twice, and the only person to win a Nobel Prize in two different scientific fields. Her husband, Pierre, was a co-winner of her first Nobel Prize, making them the first ever married couple to win the Nobel Prize and launching the Curie family legacy of five Nobel Prizes. Imagine eating breakfast with them. Like, what did they talk about? What does a family with five Nobel Prizes sit around the Thanksgiving table and discuss? Maybe they're smoking weed. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, 1972 Apollo program Apollo 16 lunar module commanded by the John commanded by John Young and piloted by Charles Duke supposedly lands on the moon. Young and Duke spent 71 hours, just under three days, driving around a movie set in the desert of Arizona on the lunar surface. Excuse me. Um, The pair drove the lunar rover, the second used on the moon for 16.6 miles. Um, Just want to note, this day in 1999, um, the whole horrific school shooting thing kind of uh, kicked off with a bang in columbine god damn i didn't mean to use that pun sorry guys sorry uh 2008 danica patrick wins the indy japan 300 becoming the first female driver in history to win an indycar race i think pip has something for danica i don't blame him Danica is raced in IndyCar, Open Wheel, and NASCAR, and, a, and she is a heck of a driver. Pip's notes, oh yeah, you're damn right. I'm a heat movie fan, and Danica's one of the picks in the heat bingo as a getaway driver. Yeah, oh, Pip, oh, Pip. Uh, for happy 420 birthdays, we got 1908 Lionel Hampton, American vibraphone player, pianist, and band leader and actor. As a youth, Hampton was a member of the... Billiken Club, an alternative to the Boy Scouts of America, which was off-limits because of racial segregation. Lionel began, began his career playing drums for the Chicago Defender Newsboys Band, led by Major N. Clark Smith, while still a teenager in Chicago. In 1927, K. Alex Mueller, Swiss physicist and academic Nobel Prize laureate, received the Nobel Prize in Physics, in 1987, with Georg Bendorn's, geez, whoa, I'm sorry about butchering that name. Further work in superconductivity in ceramic materials. Ceramics are the real deal, man. 1937, George Takei, American actor, author, and activist of the LGBT rights, and uh, active in the state and local political activists. Long live and prosper, if you know who uh, George Takai is. 1948, Matthias Kuhl, German geographer and academic Kuhl, studied German ph- uh, philosophy, I think it's philosophy, <laughs> geography, and philio- philo- philology, I'm not sure what philology is. At the Free University in Berlin, Kuhl's prior- priority program of research was the High Mountain Ecology and glacial glacial geomorphology, climatology, Ice Age research. Uh, and yeah, man, you threw some killer words in there. Uh, and speaking of killer, in 1975, old Killer Mike, an American rapper, social and political activist, was born. And Pip didn't put the one on the list that everybody knows. He was an evil, evil man, but he was an evil genius, I don't know. He got a whole country to uh, kill a bunch of people just because he said he didn't like them. Um, old Adolf was born today. I don't know what year he was born in. I didn't look it up. Sorry, <laughs> Philippine, Philippine nomadology. Hey, that was uh, that was uh, the history segment brought to you by Ryan Pippin, and now you've been pippinized. I like it. I like it. I've been rattling that around in my empty head for a couple of days now. I think the history segment is going to end with now you've been pippinized. I like it. I like it. Hey guys, check out uh, ductioncups.com. Ryan's got a business, he's got a business partner him and uh, him and a guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the bit. Um, but they have a company and for some reason these jeep guys i'm not a jeep guy i've never been one never really hung around with them much i uh, had i didn't have friends that were into those type of cars I uh, didn't really I really my whole life uh, i've ca- i thought they were kind of uh, interesting i had i knew somebody that owned one said they were horrible ride and you don't want one for any sort of distance driving and that's what i did all the time so i never got one but something about these jeep guys they like rubber duckies weird. I don't get it, but they put them on their dash and they fly all over because these guys go off road. Of course, they bounce around. You ever have shit on your dash? It just bounces all over when you're off road. Ryan and his buddy, they came up with a solution. It's the duction cup and the duction c- cup board. Now you can stick a butt plug in your su- in your rubber ducky's butt that has a suction cup on it, and then they make a board for you to suction them to keeping your ducks all in a row is fantastic check out ductioncups.com. the link is in the video the blog post on the blog i will get it into the video notes every day but those are two (laughs) separate documents and i haven't updated one of them so hey ryan i appreciate the uh the history segment every day it's a swingers thing what is going on here words are hard let me get back up in here um Robin says I don't care if you're a tranny, I care the school system state is giving my kid a chest band. What is a chest band? I don't know what a chest band is. Uh backwoods butcher says looks and comments I get for teaching my girls to cut meat is crazy people to learn the focus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh um all right i'm gonna skip to the bottom or we're gonna I, I i read too slow to look at all those but anyway to your point robin uh i'm pretty sure it was malcolm x that said it uh why are you entrusting your enemies to educate your children there you go done and done all right all right, let's see. Let's see. What topics do I have for today? Uh, an oh shit moment, man. Oh shit moment. Just in time. Uh, yesterday, yesterday I mentioned on the show that um, I was heading over to Tim's and I was getting ready. I was packing up and I said, wait a second. You know, you have that pause. You have that pause. Um Where you kind of run through the scenario of what's about to happen before you take off to go. And you're like, do I have everything? Do I have my keys, my wallet? Like, you do the pocket check. Pat, pat. I got everything. I was packing up to go. I was going to go check out a cemetery, too. So I was packing up all my filming stuff. I was going to go walk the edge of Tim's property. Kind of get everything cleared enough that we can easily walk around the edge and kind of uh make some reference points in here and there and i stopped at the car and i went man the first time we went over there we couldn't find it because the map took us to the wrong spot we didn't have any cell signal to get a new gps map to where we needed to go the second time we went there we were out there and we were sitting and i noticed that um i couldn't get a map to get back to the house. I was like, okay, so now I need to download maps. And all of a sudden the light bulb went off and said, um, have you, um, light bulb went off and said, you have no cell signal there. And this made me start thinking, okay, what if the truck won't start? What if I'm out there I mean, this is off on an easement road. Yeah, there's a couple people around. I thought about that later. But what if they're not home or they're not around at that time? So what if the truck doesn't start? And I can't get it fixed. I can walk, but it's going to take me a while. What's Corey going to think? What is she going to be think? She's going to be back at the trailer. She's going to not have a vehicle. I don't have cell phone signal. We probably should talk about this. Corey and I always had plans wherever we lived. If shit hit the fan, like we knew what to do. If you go home, you go home. I go home. We both make it home. We wait there. We rendezvous there. If home is not there, this is where we go. Advanced planning. So you're on the same page when there's no comms, when there is no comms. So I don't have comms there. And so I started thinking, what if I break my leg? Like I'm, I'm actually going to do some work. I'm going to walk around uh, uh, on a raw piece of property. What if I fall down? What if I twist my ankle? What if, what if, what if I can't get home and I can't call to let her know? And I said, hmm. What do I do? What do I do? So i delayed the trip and i talked with corey and i said okay here's the deal i'll give you the and the, the biggest thing is she doesn't have a vehicle to come and check on me we have one vehicle so if i'm there she can't get there if she wants to make sure i'm okay or come and rescue me so i said here's the deal i'll give you our landowner's pro- uh landowner's number um uh, another community member is close. I'll give you their contact information. I'll give you Tim's contact information. And every time I go to go there, we will set a time. There's going to be a time I expect to be back. There's a time I'll probably be back by. And there's going to be a time that if I'm not back by now, please start calling people and coming in and looking for me. And that's all it took. But that moment of pause going holy crap, what do I do when I can't talk to her to let her know what I'm doing? And it was weird shifting gears back into that because we didn't have to do that for a long time when we were in Minnesota, before we left. When, before we left, we knew everything. We knew, well, not everything, but we knew what we were going to do in a situation. I worked remotely. I worked I worked uh, in a service van all over the state of Minnesota, but I knew if something happened and there wasn't cell phone communication or in whatever situation that I couldn't communicate with Corey, I was going home. And if I wasn't able to get home, there were other places. When we were in the cities, we knew, get home, wait this long, and if you no one shows up, go to their cabin. Their cabin was three hours outside the city. These were the plans that we made ahead of time, just in case. Well, I didn't even think to make these plans here. This is a new, like, why would I, like, we had, we had cell phone service enough that we really didn't have to worry about it. And we also had a general plan in place. So if it happened to come up, we already knew we had a home base. Now we don't have really, I mean, we have a home base that moves around, but we have one vehicle Um, we don't have a lot of ways to communicate with each other in this particular area if things go wrong. So it's interesting. It's interesting. So that was a moment of pause and oh shit. Um, I'm glad I didn't take off. And now we, um, yeah, ham radio (laughs) suck my nuts. I'm not drinking this early. Um, (laughs) so it's nice. It feels good to have that kind of plan in place. And at least be able to make sure we communicate that before before I leave or before she leaves. She doesn't like to leave the trailer much. And if she does, I'm usually with her. Sometimes I kick her out and make her go off places by herself just to, uh, just to get away from the insanity. Uh, Josh asked if I've ever, if I've used the drone to explore Tim's property yet. No. Uh, what ended up happening was Corey and I went to go over there. Uh, and like I said, it took us to the wrong end of the property. Um, and there was no easement road access from the side we were on. And then there was no GPS signal to grab another map. And I wasn't sure where I couldn't even load the map with the coordinates on it. So we went home, uh, we went back another day with, we had the dogs with us. I, uh, I just took a little, little jot up the hill a little bit. Um, I went in a little bit, Corey stayed in the, in the truck with the dogs because there wasn't really a clear access to take my big furry dogs through the briars and things. And so I just took a little quick 10 minute, maybe walk up into the property. And, um, that was it. And today I'm going back and kind of, uh, spending a few hours or more getting around to the edges and yes, I'll bring the drone. I'm hopefully going to wear the the GoPro for the whole walks to get Tim, uh, get Tim really excited, but he's going to be, um, he's going to be, um, he's going to be here on Monday or Tuesday. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm actually just prepping a little bit more to, um, prepping so that we can get around a little easier on the property and uh, actually have discussion instead of just trying to wade our way through um, stuff. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says we are the bug out location. Yeah, we were too. Uh, we were too for sure where we were. Uh, we had we had thirty five acres on the end of a hill and a swamp around the backside of our property. Like you couldn't build if it wasn't built currently there was no building it and it wasn't swamp that they were going to backfill in and put a walmart on or a gas station it was swampy swamp like good luck good luck um water table there was a river and a watershed like right there that uh wasn't happening so that was pretty secure it was on the end of a dirt road that was off a county road that uh was basically a funnel down into my driveway and we had a second story window that looked right down the road so i'm not saying that i might have had like a little uh little eagle's nest there that could have been used to defend the property if or when it needed to happen but it was pretty nice it was a pretty secure location um from most directions because like that swamp that no one's going to build in no one was going to no one significant at least was going to come across that swamp to uh, do anything to me. I mean, maybe some uh, maybe some military forces, uh, but in that case, i'm I'm wholly outgunned anyway. But if there were roving bands of marauders or anything of that nature, looters, um which there wouldn't have been in my area, but there was no way they were coming across that swamp to come to do anything to me. So it was pretty secure. It was pretty secure. josh says uh we're kind of permanently bugged out now with a flexible location yeah yeah that is uh that is definitely true as long as we have fuel uh we can kind of go uh where it needs to be and that's something that we um that's something that we have we considered when giving up the farm because we did have to go through a laundry list of things that um that we had to consider Giving up that security, giving up the food security, the land security, um, everything, and weighted against uh, how cold it got. Balanc was making if we were uh, making paper maps and documents as a backup. Yeah, I actually uh, downloaded some maps. I, I found a new map um, app and downloaded that it has downloadable uh, turn-by-turn offline maps. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, that brings up another thing that I had on my list that I noticed here. Oh, that's right. Gingerbread says military comes from the sky. Yeah, that's true. They'll just drop right on top of you and, or just uh, fly that remote control drone over you and drop something else on you that uh, is a little less friendly than the, even the, the mean old men's that come off the helicopter with the ropes. Um, anyway, we, <laughs> i noticed something yesterday I went to a cemetery uh, again, no, uh, no cell communication, but I was pretty sure I remembered how to get back. Um, uh, what's an offline map. That's a map on my phone. That's not paper. I have an Atlas in the truck. If I really need to pull it out, I have an Atlas. Um, I also can download, so I can go to just map.me that Tim tool, tool man, Tim uh, actually recommended for his trip down here. He, uh, he found it basically it's like Google maps and you put it in and it gives you the route and then you hit download and it brings that offline. So like Google maps, when you put your address in and you say, go, if you don't have inner signal, it won't populate it. If you populate it beforehand, and then you don't have signal, it will follow you. The GPS signal must come through stronger than the cell signal because it will find your GPS location on the map. And you can like follow your little blue line on the map. And I read maps enough, I don't need turn by turn if I can see where I am on a map and where I need to go and it shows the roads. Like that's easy enough. Uh, this This is a app that you can literally get the directions like Google Maps and hit the button and it downloads it onto your phone. So if you're not connected to the internet, there's no cell service, there's no nothing. You basically have a digital atlas in your in your hands. So I have the digital copy, I have the GPS app copy, and I have paper map in the form of atlas, and the next time I see a, uh, a wildlife management or DNR or something like that, I um, I will, uh, I'm just going to go pick up a service roadmap, like a fire roadmap. Hot tip, if you want some good maps, maps that are going to have the majority of the roads on them and not just the stuff, the the main highways that you get, like when you pick one up at uh, the welcome center for a state, check out the DNR, check out the conservation guys. They, uh, they have some good maps they have some good maps and they're kind of geared towards the stuff that's not on the full maps so between the between everything i have i'd be fine it's just the it's i guess the hassle of having to get it out and um having to get it out and utilize it but the resources are there the resources are there um renegade butcher says memories of printing map quest pages dude memories of map quest pages how about memories of sitting in the passenger seat with my old man looking at me asking me where to go and i wasn't old enough to read the map and i was like i don't know i don't know and he had like the big paper map unfolded with a with a highlighter mark on it and uh, a little written written set of instructions on the side and i'm like eight years old going I don't know, I don't know, but you're the navigator. Like, I was the navigator in the passenger seat, and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, So, it was amazing that we got where we went um, most of the time. So, Uh, Josh says, sporting goods stores usually have topo and trail maps that show all the service roads. Yeah, yeah. Um, The paper atlas, yeah. No, my my parents didn't go for the big atlas. They went for the the state-by-state fold-em-up maps. So you got to play that game, unfold it, and then try to fold it again. Gingerbread says truck stops. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The truck stops have those uh, have the pretty um, the pretty much highways and byways maps. Uh, you get into some of the some of the maps I've found stopping at DNR places is actually they were actually pretty cool. Dan um, and K-Bong says Ram McNally. Yeah, that's the that's the atlas I have. Actually, I thought I had it sitting right here. I got the big book. The, the big soft cover book that um, comes in handy. And we actually keep a, a route of where we've traveled in the, in the camper on there and uh, keep updating that as we go. So that's kind of fun. That's fun to have. Um, yeah. The things I've noticed in Tennessee, we're going to go a little long here. Corey's getting ready for work here. I just realized that, uh, that it's 45 after, but I've noticed two things here in Tennessee. One is all the roads in this area are a circle. Um, I was coming out of the cemetery yesterday and I took a took the turn that I thought was the right direction and I was I was driving along. Um, Corey has actually mentioned this and I have noticed it that every place we go here, I can't get my bearings. I can't get my bearings here in this area because everything feels like it's in circles. Every time I go somewhere, it feels like I'm going in a circle. And so yesterday I took a turn and I went the one way and I saw this building. Little service station, I was like, Wait, that's supposed to be on the other side of the road on my way home. And so I turned around. I'm absolutely K-Bonk, you can print out a topo of your property. Um, and so I uh I turn around and I go the other way because I couldn't get GPS and I was like, Okay, whatever. And I wasn't in a big hurry, so it wasn't a big deal. Uh, and so I'm driving along and I'm like, Okay, this isn't, I must have. I must have forgot. Like I must have screwed that up somehow. Um, I'm going the wrong way, so I pull out my my phone and I'm I, I look at the map and it, again I couldn't get directions, but I could see my little blue dot and I and I have a pin where we stay. And so I zoomed out and I looked at the freaking roads and basically it's three ovals next to each other that kind of intersect. So literally I figured out if I'm on one of the three major roads here, if I drive long enough, and it's not that long, it's like an extra 20 minutes ish. If I drive either direction on the same road, I will end up in the same spot. And there's three of them. So I'm like, I don't really care that I don't have cell service around here. Cause now I know how to get home. Just keep driving. Just keep driving. Um, Yeah. And the other thing I've noticed uh, here is a a large amount of um, a large amount of old trucks doing work. And I'm not talking like I'm not talking like, oh, early 2000s beater Ford Rangers or stuff like that. I'm talking about like 60s, 70s and 80s industrial trucks. Um, heavy duty pickup trucks that are still on the road trucks without hoods, but they look pretty good. They're running like a top. They're doing work. They're hauling wood around. They're pulling trailers, but a significant amount of what I would call antiquated trucks. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Uh, lots of them being worked on in, uh, in the yards, but, uh, yeah, a very high number on the roads working and it's impressive. It's impressive. I like it. I like it. It wasn't any, uh, it wasn't any shot. Um, it wasn't any shot at, uh, at the people driving them by any means. I, uh, I think it's very impressive and I like it a lot. Um, and Bong says, yeah, They don't die. Kiss. Keep it simple to fix. Yeah. Those engines that you can crawl in, you can crawl in the engine compartment. It's kind of like the old cars. All you had to do was have a screwdriver and a pair of pliers and uh, and you could make it work. You could make it work. And he said they were also super well made. Yeah. That's before they flipped the switch. I bet if you went around and found all the trucks and averaged out the years, they'd probably die off about the time that they made the switch to making shit engine parts (laughs) and shit vehicles. Weird, weird. They know what works and what's going to last. And so they keep it running. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, it's 48 after. I'm going to move this. um, I'm going to uh, move this uh, Wisconsin thought over to the next day. um, Tomorrow for Friday. That's a good Friday chat. And we'll talk about the cemetery I went and visited. Uh, We're going to uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up now with the, the item of the day. Today's item of the day is the Bastine Industries Grounding and Earthing mo- Moccasins. Corey loves these things. They are one of her only pairs of shoes. I actually talked about them last night. I did a, a pre-recording of uh, of another podcaster's show that should be coming out soon. I will announce that in uh, when he's got a date for it to come out. But uh, we talked about grounding, and he asked about the moccasins. He thought we had our own brand of moccasins. I said, nope. Nope, we don't, but Corey recommends one brand that she really likes, and you can get them on Amazon. Those are the Bastine Industries moccasins. You can, uh, in the video notes, you can, and audio notes, you can find a link to... Them on Amazon and also a video uh, reviewing them. My beautiful wife did a review over on YouTube. That link is there. Check them out. Check them out. Even if you don't want to buy any moccasins, but you got to shop on Amazon today, be sure to hit that link. Head on over there. Get in our tracking. Once you're in the tracking, anything you put in your cart and buy helps support us a little bit. A little bit always helps a little bit and the affiliate sales are growing so uh, i appreciate you guys clicking those links and sharing the links around you're more than ha- uh, more than welcome and please do share these links with the people that you think might need them along with the show link and with putting the all the shows on blog posts now they get easier and easier to share and uh yeah so i believe it is fantastic uh, a fantastic way to grow the show. So grab those links, share them around, share them around, and uh, with that, guys, I uh, I hope you enjoy your holidays. If you partake in the sacred herb, um, yeah, maybe you took a day off to sit around and uh, and do nothing or contemplate your belly button or whatever you do when you uh when you burn when you burn uh the sacred herb uh with that guys you can uh you can always find me at the on twitch telegram youtube odyssey rumble gab facebook instagram tiktok fountain.fm and all the other podcasts 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players and also now on nostr and broadcasting live to nostr nest i uh i forgot to mention that this morning but anyway it's 420 guys And I leave you today with an old uh, an old 420 prayer that my friends used to say to me is may your pipes always be full and your visine never be empty. Have a good day, guys. Enjoy it.